just through the rainbow, from the world we know, lies Fairytopia. Hello and welcome to Barbie-topia, the podcast for grown-ass adults that still love Barbie movies for some reason. I'm Rowan, and if you hear any noises, like, in the background today, and this isn't a bit, this is, like, legit, it's probably my roommate vomiting, so, like, just ignore it. And I'm Tommy, and this movie that we're reviewing today was, what, just over an hour? Uh, It took me three days to watch it. My internet's shit, so mm. I just, ha- I, I'm like, oh cool, three seconds of the film, I'll wait, it's cool, fucking drove me nuts, even though I have it on DVD, my DVD was scratched, so. Mm. I'm glad this is the last um, Fairytopia episode for a while, I think you're gonna have to find someone else for the other two, or however many there are. Uh, no, well, it's a Mariposa films, and honestly, in Mariposa films, I have not seen myself. Okay. Elena's not the main character of it, Mariposa is. She's like a butterfly fairy or some shit. But today we are covering, yes, Magic of the Rainbow is the third in the Fairytopia trilogy with Elena as the main character. It was on in 2007. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a mess of a film. It really is. You know when you're watching something Mm -hmm. and you're rewriting it and restructuring it as you go? Yeah. I just... Watch this film and the whole time I was like oh but if they kind of reordered this it could have been a pretty good film but the way in which they structured the film made everything so confusing also it abandoned the structure of the last two films Fairytopia the first one mm. and Mermaidia yeah. followed a very strict like hero's journey type thing it was about them traveling and going to a series of places yeah. it, it had this like similar structure and this was a fairy magic school? I don't know, it was such a yeah. weird vibe and tone, and I just didn't, I didn't get it. There were some things that I was like, oh, you know, they they did this better than they did, like, the last two films. Animation, definitely. Animation. animation this, I want to say, this is a very beautiful film. I thought it was yeah. very, very, very stunning to look at. The animation is, is really good, mm. but... But, that being said, there are so many things that I just... I just can't. Speaking of which, let's get into it. First, we have that another recap, another fucking yeah. recap, a really long recap. Better explained, I think, than the second movie's one. Yeah, Azura was doing the um, overdub, but again, not really necessary. Uh, like, I don't think kids give enough of a shit about that yeah. to really like. It, I don't know. It seemed unnecessary, especially yeah. anything about the media. This film, like just has nothing to do with Mermaidia. It's never mentioned anything from that. Yeah, yeah. But once we get past that, similar to the other two films, it starts with like a very long meadow panning, flying around type thing. I don't know. a lot of flying around, way too much bibble, Mm. being weird. And honestly, I couldn't remember much about this film. I really thought Dandelion went to the school with her yeah. but no she doesn't it's once again a third movie where Danny Lyon is gone within the first five minutes yeah like no, I can see how you would remember this as Danny Lyon going because there is another fairy that does look like Danny Lyon at the school yeah 
but it's not Dandelion. I'm like, also, why not make them the same character? Yeah. Uh, first of all, spoiler alert. Uh, what's her name? Elena. Elena. <laughs> the main character. <laughs> the main character, yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, Elena once again gets a new set of wings. Uh, Daniel Lane must be really fucking sick of like every time Elena has to go somewhere and Daniel Lane can't go with her. Elena just comes back with like new wings. Yeah, but getting ahead of ourselves, yeah. we have this this flight through and it is very well animated, I do admit. Yeah. And you see, um, in the f- start bit, they're doing this, uh, they call it flancing, which is flying dancing. They do a little bit of that, yeah. and they also, there's this one shot where Elena and some pixies are kind of flying around this really huge flower. Yeah. And then it kind of cuts to like an overhead shot, and you see the flower bloom, and it's like what they were doing in the very end with mm. the the first blush of spring. And yeah. then it's called the flight of something. Something. I watched this. I finished it like two hours before. Yeah, same. I don't remember any of it. But um, they're being followed by all these kind of pixies. Mm. I genuinely thought that I had accidentally clicked on Mermavia or I clicked on a video that advertised itself as Magic at the Rainbow, but it was actually Mermavia. Because it started off the exact same way with them being like, oh, they're being followed. And then it's just... Like another fairy. Yeah. Except this time it's like this horde of, I guess, younger fairies, even though they... It's like, I think age in fairy world is depicted by literally how small they are, not by any kind of, like, bodily no, difference. No, these, these ones are said to be pixies. No, but there was this... Alright, so, basically, uh, Elena gets swarmed by this crowd of them, and they're all, like, being like, oh, I heard you did this, and, like, you're super famous. Mm-hmm. Like, she's, you know, being swarmed by fans and stuff. And they're asking her all these questions. And one of them, and I wrote it down, one of them is very, very tiny. But she she looks like an adult woman in terms of, like, how she's structured as her... She has titties. Yes. (laughs) Uh, But, like, she's really tiny. Yeah. But she says in a little, like, girl voice, my mummy says if I eat all my broccolina, I'll grow up to be just like you. There's a lot to pick apart from that. There's so much. I had to pause it and be like, was that Broccolina? <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, oh my god, what the fuck? I don't know. It was just very uh, mm. difficult for my brain to process. Yeah, yeah this um, whole movie was pretty difficult. Yeah, but she's famous. Everyone knows what she's done. But mostly she's famous for the first movie. No one really gives a shit in Fairytopia about her saving Mermedia. Yeah. Well, just the prince, whatever. So, then Azura shows up. Then Azura shows up. And Azura's like, I have to talk to you. And I I really like, because Azura's like, would pee in, would your peony mind if I came in? I'm like, again, the personification of their houses. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Elena, when, you know, Azura does come over and they're sitting for tea and Azura's complimenting the house, and then the house makes this singing sound. Like, yeah. this, like, high humming kind of yeah. tinkling sound. And then... Elena's like, Peony says thank you. And I'm like, oh, so you can speak to your house. And only sure. you understand it. Yeah, only you understand your house's specific language. I, I just, I just, yeah. I really can't deal with it. But basically, you it, know. Yeah, it would have been cool if they'd gone into the world building, which 
I know. Needed. There's so much about this world, like all the fairy types, that I'm like, that's so cool. Yeah. Wish you ex- wish you said anything more about it. Wish you, I don't know, told us more about this really interesting world you've created. Yeah. And spent three movies on, soon to also to be five movies that we still don't know much about. But whatever. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Anyway, Azura says the Enchantress has asked all, all of us guardians mm. uh, that we need to, you know, pick an apprentice. And I've chosen you, and you got to be at the palace in like two days. See ya. But also, I think you're forgetting one of the most horrific things about this scene. Oh, yeah. Which is, um, <laughs> Elena brings out these cupcakes, and Bibble, like, grabs one, and then she's like, oh, you should offer to our guest, and he, he does, and Azura's like, nah, it's chill, and then he gets really excited, and then he bites it. He bites into icing. Into icing, yeah, it's a cupcake. But then the, you just get you this, this you get this crack, and then you get a close up of Bibble's teeth and his mouth, and I'm so oh my god! Like this film both has some of the worst Bibble stuff. Like he has like less screen time, yeah. but oh my god, what the fuck was with the tooth story? And then like Zora talks about how she personally knows the tooth fairy, and I'm like, I- I'm sorry, what? <laughs> And that, like, because there are all these fairy types, you know, Elena is a flower fairy, later on we meet a moon fairy, and a sparkle fairy, and yeah. um, something called an oread, which has to do with animals and stuff, yeah. but there are teeth fairies. You're just, you're te- but, okay, teeth? Okay, she says the tooth fairy. So it's only ever one. I think it's like the enchantress. Oh, see, I thought it was like a fairy type. And I was like, so there are teeth fairies out there somewhere in their own special place. I think what's worse about this scene than the tooth fairy existing and just even the close-up of Bibble's mouth and teeth is just the confirmation that Bibble has teeth. Oh my god, I just didn't want this extreme close-up of his mouth and his his tooth tooth wobbling and just... Oh, it was horrific. Like, it was Mm. one shot, but it was just horrific and I could not mentally deal with it. Do you remember being of the age where your teeth would just fall out and that was considered normal? I was so scared of like pulling my teeth out. I once had a wobbly tooth that I could like twist around in my mouth for a year. It became like this thing where I was like, gotta keep this in, gotta win a record. Don't know what record, but I just, I don't know, it's a really fucked up fact about me. Yeah, I mean, when you're young, it's like, oh yeah, your teeth fall out and then new ones grow in, but only once. I don't know. I took forever to lose all my teeth. I, I tried to keep them in there as long as I could. I didn't. I yanked my teeth out as soon as I could. We're, like, we're giving, we're giving shit to Bibble about, like, he bites into a cupcake and his tooth is wobbly. But I always had a wobbly tooth in, like, kindergarten. And during, like, fucking fruit snack time or whatever the fuck they called it, pre-recess, I was... Eating like one of those little squares of cheese. No, it's a triangle of cheese. Mm. A cheese wedge. They're not hard, but you know, it's cheese. And I bit into it and my tooth came out. See, my dad has all my family's teeth. Yeah, my mom has has our teeth as well. But yeah. like in really unsuspecting boxes. My dad has a little felt bag. Yeah, but my mom keeps them like Why are we in, talking about this? In her bathroom and like all these like she keeps my teeth and my brother's teeth in like separate things and mm. I did not know this 
one day I'm looking through like the cupboards in my bathroom, looking for something, I forget what, but um, I come across the sink and I was like, oh, this is really cool. This would look really nice in my room, but I should probably like check that it's empty because you know, if it's not empty, there's no point asking. So I open it and there were a lot of teeth in there. That's horrifying See, my, at any age. I'm one of five children. And my dad, I think he just keeps me in a single bag. So there That's are weird. five kids worth of a full mouth of teeth, basically in this one bag. And so it's I'm somewhere. Find that someday. It is somewhere. I've never sorted out, but he also has his teeth in there because mm-hmm. my dad basically lost all of his teeth, couldn't even chew meat. He's only 54. Why are we talking about this? Sorry about Barbie. Teeth, 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 um, teeth. Teeth are weird, losing yeah. them is horrific, but Bibble having teeth is even worse. Yeah, and also Azura being friends with the Tooth Fairy, even though she's meant to be a secret. I don't know, just all this world building stuff they mention, and it's like, oh, that's interesting. You know what You know what I reckon? What? Fairies just don't have fluoride in the water. Like you? Yes, like me. Anyway, moving on, let's not talk about our personal dental history anymore. It takes, I looked it up, I looked, it takes 15 minutes for her, like, in this introduction, to actually get to the school. Like, they waste so much time. It's not even a long movie. 15 minutes of, like, what, a 90-minute film? Less? Yeah. Like, it's a really slow beginning. Yeah. Everything in this, like, does... It just... All the plot points hit at the wrong moment, you know? Yeah. Just kind of quietly trying to get a piece of pizza? Yeah. Yeah, all right, just get it. It's whatever. Is this... Is this, um... Payback for when I called you after trying to eat McDonald's quietly. Yes. I'm going to talk with my mouth full. Hope you all hate that. Yeah. Some good chewing ASMR. But I don't think much else happens. Oh, no, 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 no. So she's going to head off, right? She's going to go to this school. And then Dandelion comes up to her. I also wrote this down. Like, Elaine is about to leave. And Dandelion comes up to her and she's like, you know, you don't have to do everything by yourself. And then hugs her and then walks off. Yeah! And it's like, I was like, oh, okay. And then Elena leaves by herself. And it's like, okay, Dandelion, you keep saying stuff like this every film, but every time you leave her alone to do it alone, you never go with her. Yeah. Or you half-ass it. And it's like, why say that and then not go? It just seems yeah. like the wildest thing. It's like, yeah, fuck you, I guess. You yeah. know? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, yeah, no, that, yeah. Was, that was a bit that I was. But like, also like Bibble was like, oh, well, I'm gonna be with her, and his annoying Bibble tone, and it's like, fuck off, Bibble, you're not a person. Is that the only thought you have to add? Yeah. <laughs> noises. Um, oh, it's more annoying than that. Take that, put it in like a weird pitch augmentor or something, and then just you fucking auto tune it. Yeah, auto tune, auto tune it. Oh yeah, well we've gotten a very decent plot point. Oh, have we? What was it? Fungus Maximus Fuck. has returned. And he is hiding. He is, he's been told by Laverna, who's still a frog, to um, follow Azura. Yeah, he's dressed as a flower. And Yoru hears this and he tells her all this stuff. He's like, okay, here's the deal. Here's what's happening. And she's like, okay, change of plans. Follow Elena. The montage is basically Elena flying through all these like really like diverse... Like, biomes and stuff, like, to get to... Like, the Crystal Castle, something like that. It's a really beautiful place. But before she gets there, she... We just have this montage, which is Mm. 
And then you kind of see you know, Maxie kind of like in the bushes or whatever. But yeah. she does land Still kind of... Still a flower even, if, yeah. even like in this one scene where they're in a place where there are no flowers. Yeah. But she lands in the woods and she stumbles across like... It's this weird thing where she asks Bibble a question and then Bibble opens his mouth and then someone says something. Yeah. And they think Bibble's talking. And I'm like, of course Bibble's not fucking talking. Anyway, there's this dude... You know, behind a bush next to a stream, and his name is Linden, and he is an Oriad, which means he's like an animal-focused fairy, so he, he can talk like to an animals. Animal empath or something. Yeah, he he basically can communicate with animals, and he's you know nice, I guess. It's interesting. He's kind of set up as her love interest, but then it never pays off. Yeah, which and, I'm and you, fine with. Oh yeah, I'm fine also, with. But it's also the whole time you can tell like, okay, so they're interested in each other, but. It's just heterosexuality. Yeah, it's like, okay, cool. But, like, you know, it kind of makes you expect like they will, and then they're friends. And that's one thing that I really, really did like. Yeah. He's not really central. The other two main characters are both girls. I actually really like all the other apprentices. Yeah. Like, so basically you meet him, and it becomes this sort of, she slowly meets one by one. Yeah. She gets to the castle. Suddenly it's night for some reason. Yeah. It just suddenly became night. I think there was a cutscene. Yeah, and she's trying to find... Her room and all the different rooms are like these sort of think like paper lanterns for mm. Chinese New Year, which we are in the middle of at yep. the time of recording this. And but flowers. But flowers, yeah, paper lanterns, but flowers, and they're big enough for them all to for well for one person to sleep in per thing. And at first, she's like, "I wonder which one's mine." And my instant thought is, "Um, you're Zero's apprentice, so obviously it's the blue one." fucking dumbass mm. but then it turns out it's not because mm. i'm pretty sure the blue one is the one she chose first so in there i don't remember names of most of them i have them all written down okay, so cool. you meet in this one uh lumina it's her room that she goes into mm. uh lumina and then i think i can't remember if it's glee or shimmer anyway so lumina is a moon a, fairy a moon fairy her wings are moon-shaped. Which I love. Which I love. I'm not sure how aerodynamic that is. But her... she has these, like, premonitions. And they take over her and, like, she just can't, like... Control them. Control them. And they're all very doom and gloom. She's like, the world will end and you will be alone. Yeah. And then Olivia's like, what? And she's like, oh, did I say something? <laughs> like, yeah. that's so But also in this room is... Glee, I believe. Glee or Shimmer. I think one of them, because I just took these from the credits because it was really hard for me to kind of figure out who was who. I think who. this one is Shimmer. I think I know who Glee is. Okay, so we'll say we'll just say it's Shimmer. We might be wrong. Correct us if we're wrong. But it's Shimmer, strange. like, immediately, like, goes off at Elena. Like, she immediately hates her for no reason. And this is a problem I have with it. People hate Elena for no reason. Yeah. And the thing about it is, later on we'll get to it, there is a reason for them to hate Elena. And I'm like, just move that scene further to the beginning, like reconfigure the story a bit, and then they have a reason to dislike her. Mm. If she fucked up, you know the thing, she fucks up later on. If she did that, like, more close to the beginning, or they had some reason, then I would be like, cool, yeah, they have a reason to dislike her and stuff. But mostly, she just arrives, and they're like, fuck you, Elena, you're a piece of shit. And it's yeah. like, okay. Yeah, like, I bet you think you're such hot shit because you've saved the world twice. But like sure, this, she's, she it's a bit, so yeah, we have like sure. Lamina, who's the um, moon fairy, and they never say what type of fairy is, but her wings are her hair braids. Yeah, I thought she was so cool. So basically, Shimmer 
is very small. She's not quite a pixie. Think I think the size of the. Um, she reminded me the a seed lot. Butterflies. Yeah, of the seed butterflies, but with no tail. Well, the butterfly fairies, but she doesn't have the butterfly wings of the butterfly fairies. Yeah. Like I don't understand. She doesn't where... even have wings. She has. They her never hair braided into these cool loops, which mm. are her wings. She and she's got very different proportions. She's yeah. very like chibi style. Yeah. So and very angry, like really very angry. Very angry. The whole time. It's like her only Which emotion. Which I can, like, relate to. It's because she's short, yeah. Because she's short and clearly loves the colour pink and she's very angry. And mm. you know what? I'm all three of those things. Yeah. Also, if someone just barged into a room while I was getting my future told to me, and then this person who was telling me my future, who couldn't control her premonitions was like interrupted and started telling the future of this other person, I'd be pretty pissed off too. And I'd hate her based on that reason, not because of who she is. Hmm. But um So those are like at the fairy place, the first encounter she have? Yeah. As then Alina stumbles out and she meets my favourite character. Which I'm pretty sure is Glee. No no, his name is um oh. like Faban or Fabian. Fabian. It's S A B A N credited in the credits, but it sounded more like Fabian. And he He's, He's basically Narcissus. Yeah, that's all I could think of. Yeah. Um, like, from both Greek mythology and Class of the Titans TV show. <laughs> but, like... He's just there with like two mirrors, just admiring himself, and oh he's my like, god, I love him. He's like, oh, like in one mirror, he's like, oh, is there anyone in the world who's as beautiful as you are? And then he finds his other mirror, he's like, oh, yes, there is, and it's like that's the whole thing. Yeah, and, like, and wow, then someone chose you to be their apprentice. Although I remember from the first movie, the other guardians are not the brightest crayons in the rainbow, but uh. She tries to ask him where, like, she might find her room. And he doesn't <laughs> listen to her. He's like, oh, you wanted an autograph. I understand. And I'm like, okay, so he's famous. And then he's like, here's an autograph. Yeah. Soon to be the, the best apprentice that ever lived. And I'm like, okay, so you have done nothing noteworthy. See, I, that's another thing about it. Like, Elena has actually done things in the real world. If they'd maybe given these other characters similar elevated statuses like oh this one's maybe a, this one could be a princess this one could be the first one that ever did this this and this yeah this could be like as you know a super academic like if they gave them like oh you know we're all super gifted you're not the only gifted one here but no they're all just kind of they never explain any yeah. backstory for any of the or other characters the other ones were super gifted and didn't like her because it was like oh well you're only like, the only thing that's special about you is the Enchantress gave you wings. You're not that special. Like, yeah. that, was, that would be interesting. Especially if they had, like, I what I, you know, an easy way is if they'd done prior training and she just kind of got in on it, then it would be like, oh, that's another reason they could dislike her. Like, she's getting preferential treatment. Yeah. And to be honest, she does get preferential treatment yeah. for being, like, you know, Azura's she's apprentice. Bobby. Yeah. And honestly, it pissed me off. If I was in that situation, I wouldn't like her either. But yeah. that's... It's the fact that the dislike happens so suddenly in the beginning when it could have built. Yeah. Because, yeah, she does things that could make her definitely unlikable. Yeah. And, and then, then the... she finds probably my favorite character. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's Sunburst. Her? Sunburst. She is I a sparkle love, fairy. I love Sunburst. Mm. Basically, think dandelion, but very bright red hair. And more orange. And more orange. The designs of all these fairies, all the apprentices, by the way, are phenomenal. They have really, like, individualistic designs that really, like, showcase their personalities. And I will say, their personalities come across very strong in very, very small introductions. 
they get across who these people are like in this bigger cast of characters for this film so well and i really appreciate it like yeah. it's like bang 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 these tiny little scenes just give you like here's the character here's a character here's yeah. a character you will remember them you will really like them because they are very very strong character focused yeah. and then elena it reminds me so much of how elena is so such a weak character though yeah you know and how she has very little defining traits yeah yeah so basically she stumbles again into like she's still looking for a room so she like pulls back and she's like hey is anyone in here and then sunburst is like lying on the bed Mm, and like kind of looks up yeah uh because she's kind of like sparkle first she's like sun focused yeah she's basically Um, the opposite of luna yeah and she just has this very lazy kind of oh you're elena i'm sure we should all just love you because you saved the world or whatever and then elena's like oh i'm like, I'm not saying... She's like, oh, I bet you just think you're better than us and blah, blah, blah. And Elena says, no, I don't think that at all. And so basically... Uh, set, she says, said it, had someone else say it, doesn't matter. And it kind of brings it back to the first scene. It was like, oh, so Elena is kind of a famous figure. Yeah. So maybe they've kind of seen uh, an outer persona that other people talk about her a lot yeah. and are bitter about that. But still, I don't think it's enough to really... Yeah. give it like why don't they also care about it like why are they bitter like why yeah. it, it's um, it's kind of confusing yeah but... and basically she riles elena up and then and um elena's like you know she's not yelling but she's talking loudly because she's yeah. frantic and she's like no i'm not like that at all why? i never said that and then suddenly stubbers is like oh you know you think you're so good you just come in here and start yelling at me and then it's like yeah it's the situation where it's like you can't say you're not yelling because you are yeah, anyway, so she, so she kind of gives up and she's but like, But also, there's this moment with Bibble where Bibble, like, is at, when they leave and Bibble, like, says something Bibble at ease or whatever. She's like, I heard that. And then he says something else. She's like, I heard that. And then he says something else. It's like, Still heard it. It's like, yeah. Okay. But he, like, tries to say it quieter as he gets, like, further mm. away. And then finally, we get to um, Glee. I think this is Glee. But then, and she's kind of sitting on the edge. She has her doors open, her little flower. Mm. She's sitting on the edge, and she's kind of like, rough night, hey, buddy. Yeah. And uh, she's kind of the first nice person. No, 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 there's, um... Oh, yeah, 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 that's true. Linden. There's, um, Linden, yeah. But, um, so Glee is like, you know, uh, how are you doing? She's you seem like, yeah. upset. She's nice. Yeah, she's very nice. And it doesn't say what type of fairy she is, but I think she's a butterfly fairy. But it's never specified. She kind of becomes, you know, Elena's friend. Yeah. Do you know what this reminds me of? Yeah. In the last two films, it's Elena. They start calling her Alina. Did you notice that? Especially yeah. Azura. She's like, Alina, at one point. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's, it's Elena. Elena. And it's always been Elena. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, and I just looked it up to see... And they spell it Alina. But it's always been pronounced Elena. Yeah. Anyway, that's unimportant. Yeah. Uh, Glee shows her to her room. It looks just like the one she came from because the Guardians decorated their rooms for them to remind them of home. And that's all well and good. And then I believe we cut to their first day at school. No, 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 no. Okay. No, she goes into Glee's room and we meet... The worst part of this movie... Dizzle. Dizzle. <laughs> Who is a female bibble. Like a female puffball that's purple. And she kind of has titties. And she has lips. 
It's so bad. Like, and she actually has a worse design than Bibble does. Oh, no. The thing about it is... The in bad. Like, alright. Dizzle, like... They, like, Bibble is, like, weird and flirtatious. Like, he gets a... Like, when they... Literally, this scene, he gets a flower mm. and tries to give it to her. And then this... I don't know. Some weird interaction happens. She sees his tooth and tackles him to the ground to, like, look at his tooth. Yeah. And she's, like, pointing at his tooth. And then, like, we're wrestling, and they're just, like, insta-best friends. And I, yeah. I hate it. Because they're... Like, they're... Immediately. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, have you never met another puffball or something? What the fuck's happening uh, here? I mean, I doubt it. <laughs> Who knows? So, that's, that's a thing that happens. Now, um, I think we go to... The first day at school. The first day at school. Which... I'm pretty sure it's like a montage of like all the different things that they learn. Yeah, they have like small scenes. The first one is their um Basically they're being told it's like, Oh, you know about the flight at spring, right? Yeah. And like, yeah, we know. And they teach him it's like, Oh, you know, it's the guardians conjure up this kind of flower bud. Flower bud. And basically the first day of spring, every single year, they like do magic, this ritual. Do this ritual that basically opens up the flower and is supposed to bring good luck. However, if they fuck it up, they... Um, Ten years of winter. No, I think it's a hundred years. Oh, wow, that's way worse than ten. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so they're like, yeah, so, you know, high stakes. And then they're like, anyway, you guys are going to do this. Well, no, they do say, like, you guys are going to be training for this. They were not going to do it this oh, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were going to do it in the future when the Guardians like died or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, like they, they were not meant to do it. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, so they're all going to become Guardians, but it's not meant to be like, oh, now you're tra- you're starting your training. You do not. Now that we're talking about it, I'm actually really invested in all the other, like... Yeah, I love Lumina so much. I, I found her so too. cool. I thought, like, her whole, like, aesthetic and her wings and her premonitions, I'm like, I want to know more about fucking moon fairies. Where do they live? Like, I don't know. It just, there's so much about the world building. It's like, wow, wish you expanded on that. Yeah. For like, fuck's sake. And, like, Starburst is a sparkle fairy, which obviously means something to do with heat and flame or, like, yeah. whatever. But what does that entail? And There's like, even a part, like, later on where Laverne is like, man, I wish I was a sparkle fairy. And I'm like... Are, well, tell me more about sparkle fairies, like please. Yeah. What's happening here? And I just—it's. You know what it reminds me of? Mm-hmm. Strangely, it reminds me of Twilight. Like the main characters being so annoying and oh, uh, yeah. forgettable, and then having all these really interesting like background characters. But it's they, like, why couldn't it have been their story? Yeah, but they. Just why was it like... the boring main characters yeah. instead of the like, really cool background characters yeah. that they never finish explaining or give full closure for? It's like yeah. you could have done so much. So much, and yet you didn't. Mm. Anyway, um... So I'm forgetting which order the classes happen in, but it's basically... The classes are basically, they have, like, they're conjuring light out of water. Water, which is unscientific, but I'll forgive them for it. Yeah, listen, we already know that, that the creator's grasp of the elemental makeup of water is shaky at best. Especially within the Fairytopia universe. Yeah. But um, yes, the first class is that, and Which so I'm so glad that they got their animation together for this because mm, like the water animation is really water cool. Animation I love is it. Really cool. But what annoyed me is so this is basically like all right, this is your learning magic class. Mm. I think they're with the orange fairy guardian, something like that. Yeah. But the thing about it is like, oh, so they've had magic this whole time. 
Elena has been able to do magic this oh, whole no. time, and she's never used magic. It's, again, unexplained magic, but it's still, like, in the first two movies, you could have used this shit. So any fairy can use magic. Also, could she use magic before she got her wings? Yeah, I'm like, is that... Because it feels like something that's intrinsically tied, or it's, like, maybe kind of implied to be intrinsically tied, but it's not explicitly stated. But I feel like wings and magic have a thing in common. Because yeah. every time she gets blasted by magic, she always changes her wings. Yeah. But it kind of annoys me retroactively looking at the other two films. Like, oh, so everyone's had magic this whole time and no one just fucking used it. That's cool. Yeah. Also, um, because this is the literally first time we've really seen Elena use magic just to use magic. It's like, oh, so she, she's really good at it. But yeah, the first but person she... up is Sunburst. who's yeah. called up like, all right, show us what you can do in terms of doing magic in the water. And so she shows what she can do. It's pretty cool. She's very good. And then Elena gets pulled up, and at first Elena can't do anything, and they're all snickering and laughing. And then she kind of, like, concentrates. Like, you know you know the deal. Yeah. Like, we all know this deal. And then she does it amazingly, but what happens is she loses control. And it was um, animated kind of weirdly. Like, she didn't, like, she just looked, I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. But then it starts, like, flying towards Sunspot. And Sunspot. Sunspot. We call so many different things. Sunburst. Sunny. Whatever. And she's sunny, like, Sunny, Sunny's good. And then like she freaks out because she's like, I'm a sparkle fairy. You know what will happen to me, you know? And then like she's like, you know, and it's like I don't think Elena actually knows because she's like a country bumpkin flower fairy. <laughs> but um, basically, if sparkle fairies touch water, they lose their powers. Yeah. Which at first was gave me the impression that meant like she will lose her powers forever. Yeah, but I think like while they're in contact with water, they can't use their powers. Yeah. Um, and then the teacher like draws it all off and he's like hey you need to work on your control and then they move on to the next class which is dancing flancing flying dancing <laughs> which annoyed me just because elena been called something else the thing about it is i really expected elena to do badly like i you know when you like yeah. i expected elena to be bad at at least one of these things she's not bad at any of them in fact she gets called up first and she's amazing at it. And everyone goes, yeah. oh, wow, she's so good. And I'm like, and I'm like was she not, has like, she not had wings for a, very long? I'm like, this is, I get this is a Barbie film. And kind of half the reason you're in for it is for the, the dancing animation, which was pretty good. Because we haven't been dancing in a while. But she has no flaws. Yeah. Could she not be bad at one thing? Like, it's annoying because usually they're actually not so bad at this. Yeah. Like they're pretty good with well-rounded characters, but Elena is just has nothing she fails at, really. Yeah. Uh, like what is what's her flaw? Being too kind or something? I hate that. That's bullshit. Yeah. Like, she literally gets called up. She does the dance perfectly, and that's that. And yeah. it's like, okay, cool, I guess. Yeah. And that's not whole, interesting. The whole thing is like. She gets to a situation that she doesn't know her way around. And she stumbles through it, but she stumbles perfectly. She mentions so much in this movie, like, oh, I'm so anxious, I'm so worried that people won't like me and I won't be good enough, but then never actually fails. And it's yeah, like, do you want to remind me of, like, the kid in your class that has always, always got, like, A+, plus, but every time they're like, oh, I probably just failed that test we did. And it's like, fuck you. You study, like, every day and you literally have never failed anything. You're just saying that. You yeah. know? anxiety over like quote-unquote failing or even getting like an a minus i understand but like elena is just i don't know she just reminded me of the people i hated in high school yeah 
Which because was, which um was everyone. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> but like I just remember like in high school being like really shit at everything. You were. Uh... Like, I was the worst student, and then I'd have, like, these amazing students always being like, oh, I totally, I think I just failed the whole maths test. And I'm like, no, you didn't. You're the top of the class. Shut the fuck up. Okay? You're going to, like, study medicine or something. Yeah. I've never studied in my life. I can't even read, man. You know, it's just, it's always this, the kind of fake, worried people who are looking for attention. We did have a lot of people like that. Yeah, we really did. And I think narratively would have been way better if she just failed at something. The thing about it is I expected her to be bad at flancing because she literally hadn't had wings. For, like she probably had wings for under a year, right? Yeah. Like, so I was like, oh, so she's going to be bad at this. That's like my, I just thought that was a given. And I'm like, no, no, she just did it perfectly. And they're moving on. And the third lesson, the third lesson was, was with Azura, Azura and it only had Sunny with her. Mm. And it was about they're in a spark. And harnessing there in a spark, which isn't explained, but it has something to do with the ritual. Yeah, and basically they're meant to use their like inner spark to make a flower open. And um, I think the inner spark has something to do with being a guardian because they're color coded. Like Elena has a blue spark because she is Azura's apprentice. Yeah, and, and so it all it has. has so the spark I think is a guardian specific thing. Yeah, because they do say that Laverna doesn't have a spark because she's not a guardian. Yeah. So I think only people with like sparks can be chosen for guardians, or you get a spark when you become an apprentice. It yeah. seems like it's something like that. Like yeah. it's the rainbow in your eye, something maybe something you're born with or something you get to do with being a guardian. It's like a yeah. prerequisite for being a guardian. So only certain people can perform this ritual. In which case, maybe they, maybe none of them have had magic for that long. Maybe not everyone. That's possible. Maybe not that many people have magic. Yeah, and actually, maybe, no, you know what, I think you're right. And maybe it's like, well, it's not explained, so we'll never know, but that makes the most sense. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, maybe it's not, this is just with the magic. Yeah. And maybe, you know, it does not account for the dancing at all. Mm, I um, think the dancing is just ritualistic movements. Uh, more cultural, well, to no, be honest. Well, no, it doesn't count for the, it doesn't count towards any of them being good or bad at dancing. Yeah. Um, but, like, you know... They're all trying this magic for the first time and some will be better than others. Yeah. But what really happens is essentially Elena and Sunny get into a fight by shooting their spark at each other, which dyes their skin blue and orange, like, respectively. But the important part of this is Azura at one calls it off and she's like, you will never, ever shoot your magic at another apprentice ever again. Like, because they're um, all spotty and colored and stuff. Azura uses starts chanting like witchcraft magic where it's like it reminded it was very um witch as in like the you know the comic and show like W I which is amazing Mm. but um she starts chanting an um a magic reversal spell yeah and then it all goes away and that's important because at some point I don't know if it was. Is the next scene or was the last scene? It was scene? pretty soon after. Yeah. I think because kind of teasing and stuff that happens, but it's really not that important. Yeah. Like, the other Guardians don't like it for really no reason. Yeah. Whatever. The, the, I think it's the Yellow Fairy who's yeah. the dance teacher. I think she liked Elena. Like, we're Barbie experts only because we call ourselves that, not because we're actually that smart. Yeah. <laughs> but I do, I was reading the wiki earlier, and I think some of them, like, which. 
who they are with their colors. Actually, um, two of the characters switch from indigo to stuff like there's two basically two apprentices are in the beginning apprentice to these people, and then at the end they're doing the ritual. Spoiler alert. And they're the other color, like, and they switch over. It's um, Lumina and Fa- Fabian. Mm. They switch their um, who they're apprenticed to, like, halfway through the movie. But I'm like, okay, that's cool, that's fine. Like, I only knew that because I was reading the wiki page, and oh. they know they had this list of um, technical errors. Like, this is part where one of the um, guardians, mm. I think it is the yellow fairy. Yeah. Her like hands clip through her entire crotch. <laughs> but moving on, the next kind of main scene we have is, is, is Lyndon and is it not Lyndon and uh, Elena down at the river again with that weird horse thing, and they find the frog. No. What happens? No, no, Please no. tell me what okay. happens. So the next main scene, which happens around the time of the. Uh, of like all the classes and stuff is we go back to like the bogs where Laverna has been banished to. Oh yeah. Yeah, and she's like, okay, and by this point she's told Max, mm. Fungus Maximus, to come yeah. back. To she him. calls him Maxie. Yeah, she's she's told, she's told she's told Maxie to come back, and Maxie's like, then I don't want to go back, and she's like, are you disobeying an order? I'm like, what? What can she do to you? Yeah, she's man. She's a but he is like kind of implied to be in love with her but also scared of her it's really fucked up but uh but anyway so he goes back and she's like okay i've got a plan um i'm gonna leave and he's like uh you can't leave if you leave without a pardon from the from any of the guardians or the enchantress or whatever then you will actually turn into a frog and you will lose your magic and she's like i know that but Bear with Bear me with for me. a moment. Yeah. So basically what happens is the next scene, we've got Lyndon and... Elena. The, the main character Elena. of the last three films we've reviewed. Listen, listen, listen. I've been very sick the last couple of days. That's <laughs> alright. Yeah, so they're down at the lake. River. River whatever. thing. I'm not sure if they were that horse or not that we see... Oh like no, that was earlier. I yeah, fucked that up in my memory. Like this little pony, and he but like something. Bibble and Dizzle are there. Yeah, Dizzle does not spend any time with her owner. Yeah, Dizzle just joins straight up with Elena and Bibble. Which I hate. It's so bad. Like, look, I can. Uh, it's bad at all the levels. Yeah. Also, what uh, what Laverna says to Maxie. Maxie before you know before she leaves and she's like well if i get someone to perform an undoing spell on me then we're chill we're chill and he's like but no one's gonna be fucking stupid enough to perform an undoing spell on you and she's like haha i know just the person Mm. and immediately she like emerges out of the water and she's like croaking she's limping she's kind of like covered her hair for some reason you know they didn't find it weird that she has like a Babushka esque, mm. yeah, thing. and lipstick on. Yeah, yeah, and she's cr- well. There are some pretty weird animals, so I That's think the true. lipstick That's can be looked over. But she's croaking helplessly. She looks sad. She's limping, and Lyndon, Lyndon, who is an animal empath, he's like, oh, you know, she's hurt and blah 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 blah, and and he says, he says she was cursed by a witch fairy in the hinterlands. 
And Elena, of course, is like, oh, Laverna, this per- this is, you know, this frog slash person has been cursed by Laverna. She's the only witch fairy of the Hinterlands that we know that's been, like, outlawed and outcast. Yeah. And Lyndon is like, okay, okay, well, she says that the only thing that can change her back is an undoing spell. And, and of course, Elena's like, oh, actually, I think I know this. And she performs the spell. Which she somehow remembers. Yeah. Flawlessly. And the thing about it is, I was like, okay, one, how does Laverna know that Elena just happened to have overheard an undoing well, spell? Well, I think her plan was that she was going to, through like Maxie's help, she figured out that there was an animal empath there. Yeah. So she was probably like, okay, we'll get him and you know, I'll tell him that the only thing that can help is like an undoing spell. And if he doesn't know an undoing spell, then he could probably take me to someone who does Or find it out, you know? Yeah. But I think it was pretty smart. And immediately she turns into Laverna. And I was like, wow, this is really in- early in the film for Laverna to be yeah. fucking around. But she kind of immediately, like, she starts goading them and, like, you know. But then she flies off. She chats a bit and she's like, I'm going to fuck you up. And then she leaves. And then immediately those two are like, well, let's go tell the Guardians. Yeah, they're like, okay. All right, let's go. And, and at this then, like, I barely remembered this film. I had, like, certain points in my mind that, like, I remember that part. Like, I remember their, like, ritual. I remember that because I thought it was a very, very beautiful animation. Mm-hmm. And I remembered that it was, like, a magic school type thing and had to do with the Guardians. But I really had no clue about any other plot points in yeah. terms of, like, what Laverna was doing, really. Yeah. I, I remember the stuff about Sonny, but, like, that's it. Yeah. And so I was like, this is happening really early in the plot. We are not that far into this film, and yeah. this is she's already here. So um, Lyndon and Elena uh, basically just run straight for the Guardians. And they and, find Azura and Ruby. Yeah. And they're like, um, so we did this thing. And, you know, and they basically recount what happened. And Ruby's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. You've been tricked by Laverna, sure, but it wasn't really Laverna. Yeah. And, and then they're like, no, 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 it really was. And then Azura's like, just let, we can just check, you know? Yeah, and they have this magic mirror that allows them to... Find her and look at her. And basically it shows the hinterlands. Just like the FBI. They just keep watching. Okay. Always watching. All right. Although we're Australians. <laughs> yeah. So basically, and they see there are, there's this frog that is sitting there. Being fanned by being other fungus. Fanned by other fungus, and they're like, "Well, she's still, she's still there, you know." And it's like, "No, but we saw her." And then Azura is the only smart guardian, mm, so yeah. she's like, "Okay, well, she's probably thinking, okay, well, why would Laverna trick you like that, and how?" So she's like, "Okay, we'll, we'll like take this seriously." We'll put everyone on high alert, get extra guards, and you guys can do extra rounds of patrols at night, you know, just be yeah. on the cycle. And I'm like, okay, so for first of all, I was like, wow, these are good, smart decisions. I really, when Ruby was talking, I was like, are they just going to dismiss this? Because that's so dumb. Yeah. But no, they don't. And they actually like, yeah, yeah, totally. But the thing is, the thing is, this frog that they see is Maxie. Of course, yeah. He's going back. She's turned. It's so strange to hear his voice through the frog Laverna character build. Yeah. It's very, very interesting. But yeah, it's Maxie and she's he's a decoy, basically. But anyway. then we go and it's... Are they playing catch at this point? They're playing frisbee with like this little thing that looks like satin. 
Mm. Which I think it must belong to Sunny. Because I mean, some like... stuff does happen between this, but it's kind of irrelevant. Yeah. Like, it's Bibble stuff, and it's just not important. It's about the Tooth Fairy C plot. It's stupid. Bibble's tooth falls out at some point. Yeah. And he puts it in a little pouch, and that's about it. Yeah, that's it. It's, <laughs> it's dumb. It's irrelevant. But also, everyone's like, you fucking released Laverna, you dumb fuck. And this is the thing that I was like, okay... What if this happened earlier in the plot? Say when she met Lyndon at the very beginning on her way, and then she gets there, rushes, tells them, and then she comes back out, and then they're all like, what the fuck? Why did you do that? And that's when she just arrived. What if she did it straight up? Then it would make so much sense for like the level that they hate her, yeah. and her being ostracized for all their training would then make more sense. Mm-hmm. And the plot could basically continue the same after that, but just reordering some of these scenes could really improve the quality of the yeah. film. And the just, rationality just of the little, characters. Mm. There are a lot of things that take away from it. Yeah, but I feel like fixing these tiny things is not hard. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just amazed that no one was like picked it up. I think the people that create Barbie movies don't care so much about Barbie movies as I do. Yeah, they, I, think, I think a lot of people... Yeah. And I don't want to assume, but I feel like a lot of people work on them for a job rather than passion. And I'm just saying, Mattel, I would work on them for passion. You know... If I was, like, a grown adult with a fucking, I don't know, like a master's, you know, the fine art 3D animation, and the only job I could land was animating Barbie film after Barbie film, I would stop giving a shit at some point, too. But the thing about it, it's more of a writing you thing. You love something more when you consume it than when you have to create it. That's true. We as creators know this. Yeah, we that's very true. We have made a film that in the past year we have had to watch a million times. times. Yeah, yeah. And it is tiring at this point. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that. But also, please, Mattel, hire me. I will write you a Barbie film you'll never forget. It'll, it'll be great. Um, also, hire me too, because I need a job. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so everyone else now has justified hatred for her. Even though, of course, it was an accident because Alina's... She's Elaine's just not smart. She really isn't. She's also, really not. Also, I realized there's no introduction of a new character that is in any way queer-coded or anti-Semitic and villainized for her. I mean, we still have the old ones. Yeah, but there are no new ones. Yeah, no new ones. You know that, what? That's about For Bobby thing. Entertainment, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But, um, also, the ones we do see, which is just the fungus, we yeah. see them like in two scenes. But, like, Sunburst and Shimmer and Fabian, they're all playing this really interesting magic ball game. It's like Frisbee. It looks like Yeah, some... but it's like a magic energy ball. Belongs, yeah, and I think it belongs to With a sunny. disc. And basically, uh, Shimmer throws it, like, too far. And it goes into these bushes. And you have, like, Sunny being like, what the fuck? And then she goes over and picks it up. And then you have this shot of her, like, looking up at something terrified... And then, like, it comes back to the others, they're still talking to Elena and being kind of mean. And then, you know, you see, like, Sunburst come back, like, nothing's happened. Mm. And then they're still saying, like, mean things to Elena, like, yeah. why did you do this? But, I think, by and then, point, but I think by the point that Sunny was taken, they don't know that Laverna's crazy. Oh, no, they do. Because, like, the thing that happens is Sunny comes back and they're like railing on uh elena yeah. and then they walk off and then sunny goes she hugs elena and goes you know what? i'm sure you didn't mean it yeah. and then walks off and elena's like what the actual fuck yeah it's just like okay yeah because you know sunburst has been like the 
inner leader the of the anti-Elena club by this point. And she's suddenly being really nice to her. And Elena's like, what the fuck? But she's not suspicious enough to think that she's Laverna, which is who she is. Yeah, Um, Which is weird. It's weird that no one else is following Sunny's lead and being nice to her. Yeah, I mean, I feel the other two are angry at her now, not just for being Elena, but for this thing she did. Like, I feel like they're not just going to drop it because now Elena's actually done a really bad thing. And, like, honestly, I feel like she doesn't get punished enough in the narrative for it. Yeah. Like, she just kind of gets away with it. And, like, her friends stay, like, they don't say anything. They're like, you know, we didn't mean it. And then they just go over it. I'm like, you know, that's a really dumb thing that they've done. It's like, oh, you didn't mean it. It's like, okay, but if you accidentally hit, like, in real life, if you accidentally hit someone with your car, you wouldn't get away with it on account of, oh, you didn't mean to. Yeah, like, and you just released the worst villain in all of your world. But granted, yes, you have put away a couple times. Doesn't mean You that didn't just bring her back. You didn't just bring her back. It's still your fault. I mean, granted, I would say not all her fault. I think, you know, um, Lyndon is just as much as at fault. I don't really understand why she gets everything. He's the one that translated and didn't stop her. I think they're both 50-50 in this. Just because yeah. she said the words of the spell doesn't mean he's not just as doesn't, doesn't mean he did not say did not tell her to do it yeah and did not say hey this is the spell this fucking frog wants let's just yeah. cast the frog spell and but whatever the frogs. and then i believe they have all right uh it's sun sunburst and elena it's their turn night patrols yeah but before that elena goes to her room and on a um card it says Meet me in the forest and all this sort of stuff. Come along, Come along. Well, Verna. The thing about it is, most of the times, this is a very familiar trope. Yeah. Most of the times in this trope, they say, Meet me here, come alone, or X bad thing will happen. Uh, do you know what? That didn't happen. It was just, you know, meet me here, come alone, and that was it. And Elena just does it. I'm like, why would you. The first time you heard about Laverna, you. Went straight to the Guardians. Why not go straight to the Guardians? Yeah. Because she don't threaten. Like, if she's like, oh, I captured Bibble and I will kill him if you don't come alone. That is a reason. But I feel like pe- they're just throwing in tropes and not even using them right. Yeah. Like, it's like, why did she then just go alone? And, of course, she does go alone. Yeah. And Laverna's not there because it's a fucking, like, you know, just to get her out of the way. She was fucking bamboozled. Yeah. And then they, she comes back. Oh, no, no. Lyndon finds her in the forest and he's like, what the fuck have you been? Uh, you were meant come to patrol, back. come back, and what's happened is while Sunburst went on patrol on her own, not really, she's just Laverna. She got Maxi. She got um, Maxi back. How close are the hinterlands I don't know. to uh, the capital, like, castle? Because they get it real fast. I mean, I'm just, maybe magic, probably, is how they get around, yeah. but. Let's, let's just say. It's basically toad, poison, spit, or something, and they've. He basically just spat on all the guardians. Yeah, and then um, Sunburst is pretending. Well, Laverna as Sunburst is pretending to have been hit over the head, and blah, 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 blah. Also, the whole time, it's like, oh, wow, they're meant to be keeping it a secret, so it's a, like a plot twist. Like, you can. You know it's Laverna. You know From it's... the moment Sunburst is nice to her, but also, she keeps giving these, like. I'd understand a couple of them, but every time she says anything, they'll cut to her and she'll just give this like menacing look. <laughs> like these evil looks, and it's like every five seconds. Yeah. Sunspot as Laverna. There is literally a point where she, as 
Sunny, calls uh, Maxi. Mm. Um, I think to tell him, it's like, hey, I, I need you here for fucking to spit on everyone. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't know it's her, and he's like, hey, and she's like, don't be, don't be weird, don't be weirder than usual. It's it's me. Also, on that part and that kind of phone call thing, mm-hmm. which happened before this, just kind of wasn't that relevant to yeah. the plot, I guess. Or it was, but it's not important. I understand because it's Fabian and he's a fucking idiot. He come, he like opens the door and she like has to quickly hide it and pretend to be like sun, sunny again. Mm. And then like he just goes and he's like, okay, that wasn't weird. Because her voice when she's alone is Laverna's voice. But yeah. when she's with the others, it's Sunburst's voice. There's also, but there's also the part where right when this is happening, when she's just been hit over the head, yeah. where she's like, oh, Laverna, she's so powerful. She could possibly be the most amazing, powerful fairy in all of Veritopia and everyone like looks at her and then she's like oh I'm the concussion or whatever Look like she's her. like I'm dizzy I feel dizzy and it's like okay you're so the worst what's liar happened, what's basically what's happened is Frongus mm. Frongus Maximus Frongus Maximus <laughs> um, I'm calling the episode that okay. Frongus Maximus I'll, I'll, I'll contest that if uh, if you um, think of something better, I won't do that okay. to our show. Okay. Um, but basically what's happened is Frongus Maximus has come along and he has spat on every single guardian. And they're all like in a comatose state. But the Enchantress is still awake and fine because she wasn't in the collection of them, I guess. Yeah. Which is kind of an interesting like kind of play on how in the first movie the Entrenches was the one kind of in this uh, comatose state it's like I, the opposite. I really wonder how Laverna got to her. Honestly oh they're sisters so maybe I, I just assumed it was like oh I'm trying to repent and then she just you know? Yeah. Like it's probably something like that. It's weird that you I mean it is, it's probably weird to most people that you use the word repent but considering we go, grow up in a very uh, Catholic rural area it's not that weird to me. Repent I don't. I don't know if that's like. like I don't. Know, I think it's a word that is used mostly by Christians. I've used yeah. that word, and people casually, and people have been like, "Ah, oh, you can have chosen a better word." Repent isn't that weird of a word, is it? I, I think I've just heard it a lot in my life. Anyway, the guardians are out. Guardians out of commission, so they're all freaking out. And the empress is like, "Well, look, I will train you myself." We're gonna do this, and we're gonna do the, in a week you were gonna do the flight of spring, and, and everyone's it, like, and everyone's like, um, oh, fucking okay. But also, like, I kind of like that. Again, it is totally Elena's fault. Like, she went to the forest; it's her fault. And they say that they're like, "Why weren't you with Sunburst? This wouldn't have happened if you had just gone on patrol, like you were told to." But also, she doesn't defend herself and say, "But I got this from Lavana," because obviously. Looking back, she should have just taken it straight to the Guardians, but she didn't. Yeah. So they start another training montage, which we, which is like the Empress is training them this time, though. The Enchantress. The Enchantress. And it's a bit quicker than the other one. And it's, yeah, it's basically just like a musical montage. And you see them fucking up with their flancing and then... Yeah, this one actually has them fucking up. Although not Elena. Elena's not fucking up. Oh, no, not Elena. The other one's fucking up. The others. But also you get more of a range because in the first kind of training part with the, t- with the Guardians... You only really saw Elena doing stuff and Sunny. The others are all like you see like there's shots where she's not Elena's not in all of the shots of this and like they're trying to flance and you see them like jumping on the wrong kind of stepping stones. It reminds me of like a rhythm game. 
And then, like, there's this point at the very end where, like, oh, they take away the markers for where they should be dancing and they do it right. And it's really, really cool. And it's, like, teamwork and cool stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, taking the light out of water and using their spark. I was about to say spirit, but (laughs) spark. And soul essence. Honestly, when... It's all the same. This movie basically made my soul react in the same way. In which it... Emerged from my body and was never to be seen again. <laughs> you say that a lot. I do, but this time I mean it. I'm. I think I'm more like forgiving of the fairy tale view series I than am you are. Not. You I just am... become more done every time. <laughs> but I do think I'm... this was a disappointing film. Yeah, I'm more forgiving of Mamedia. Mamedia, I like Mamedia. Looking back on what I said last podcast, I think I was a bit harsh on it. I think mostly because. I was just not ready to do another Fairytopia episode. Yeah, I think we're more done with Fairytopia, knowing the films. And I think it's against... We are very nostalgic about these films. Don't forget the fact that we may be really critical, but that's because that's the subject of the podcast. We love these films, but we're trying to look back at them with a critical eye. And half of the criticism is just our humour. So yeah. we love these things, even if we're like, this is the worst thing I've ever watched. It's not. We're just and, saying that. And I know our websites like Tumbo will tell you differently, but you can be critical of something and still like it. I Whilst... am immensely critical of things that I love. I think that's an expression of love, to analyze it and yeah. to care enough to delve into yeah. it. Every single episode, we have done like a short little bit of like, oh... Here's another queer coded, here's another Jewish coded character and stuff like that. Yeah. The last episode we went into something, we went into like a really deep bit about anti-Semitic uh, tropes and stuff like that. Mm. And we can be critical about it while still enjoying these films. However, just these three, uh, I don't particularly enjoy. They hit the wrong notes for me. Their yeah. tropes are irritating mm-hmm. and they're lazy and... I think anyone listening to this knows there's nothing I hate more than lazy writing. Yeah, I think... Especially when it's so easily fixed. Yeah, and, like, this this world, like, the fairy Fairytopia world has so much potential. Mmm. It's disappointing. Like, it's more... It's it not that I dislike it, but I'm disappointed in what they've done with such a rich yeah. world and stuff that they... They just a couple of steps out of hitting, like these notes yeah. that could have been really impactful, but they don't hit it quite right. Yeah. And it's like, God damn it, you just keep missing the, the point. At this point, the creators are sort of like, well, it's aimed at four-year-olds, so mm. they're not going to care because when you are young, you don't look at things with a critical eye. There is really a point in everyone's life where they watch things without really caring about whether it's good or bad. Yeah. Like there was a point when I, you know, for example, The Golden Compass, the mm. movie adaptation of the book series. Yeah. Um, when that came out in the movies, I saw that, but I was pretty young and I loved it and I couldn't understand why my parents didn't. And now, looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, that, was, that wasn't great. Yeah, I remember like pretty clearly like the first time I realized like I was really disappointed in a film mm. when I was really pretty young was the third X Men film. Like I remember that before that, like before that I was like really any film that was kind of you know it was cool and I was a kid and it was like oh sweet action, sweet characters, awesome. Mm. 
I would just I was just cool with it. And then I remember there was two actually two films. There was the Avatar's Edmund movie and this film that kind of were yeah. both like I remember leaving kind of the cinema like crushed and yeah. feeling like oh you've ruined something I care about. And I think the only reason I was able to make that distinction. If I'd just seen them as just the movies, I might have been like, that was fine, or that was cool. But the fact that they were based on something else yeah. that I loved, and I saw, I, it was the first time I recognized this step downwards, and I was like, oh, oh shit. Yeah. Like, I didn't like that. I think most that people probably didn't make me had, feel good. I think most people probably had the moment where they realized that not every movie is good. Uh, it was probably due to a book to film adaptation. Yeah. Or a series to film adaptation. Something to film adaptation. Yeah. But then you grow up and you just get kind of used to that disappointment. And honestly, that disappointment isn't always bad. Nostalgia is always going to fuck with you. You know, everything that we watched as kids, like these Barbie films, we're always clouded by our nostalgia for it. But I'm not too saddened when I go back and don't like it as much. I actually enjoy going back and being like, oh, these were the things that were wrong with it. But that's fine because it doesn't change the fact that in the past they mattered so much and they were so impactful on me when I was young. Just because now 2018 Rowan is slightly disappointed in movies that I watched when I was a kid and thought were like the best shit on planet Earth, it doesn't change the past and the fact that back then they were the best shit on planet Earth. Yeah. It just means that now I'm seeing with, you know, no rose tinted glasses it's just like that's kind of gone but that just is a different experience not so much a worse one a good quote and the whole rose tinted glasses that this quote is like all about you know relationships and stuff but it is interesting if you think well when you look at things through rose tinted glass the red flags it just flags red flags just being in this case just shitty writing yeah shitty writing it's interesting that um we're writing pretty hard on this trilogy trilogy however we did use it as the basis for the name of this podcast yeah it was a clever name though so yeah <laughs> and it was simple but it's also the dreamtopia youtube show but that was after we named the podcast yeah and that's not good and we're not gonna touch that so moving on yeah. where were we up to i think we're up to the um the yeah flight of the flight of spring so you know stuff probably happens in Bibble and oh, yeah, whatever. And I don't give a shit. They're like creepy animals that don't speak English that are flirting to, with each other. I used to, and I only remembered this earlier today, and I made a mental note to mention it. I used to call the Bible the Bibble. My mum tells me that a lot. The Bibble. The Bibble. But um, so they're up to the flights of the dance of the Garden of the Spring. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's what it's that's called. That's what it's called. The Flight of the Dance of the Garden. And the thing that really annoys me, I actually hated the Enchantress. She was just so emotional. Vague. Like, and there's so much that happens, Jeez. especially in this coming scene, yeah. which is them doing the ritual, where she just doesn't step in. She just doesn't There's react. no point. Like, all this stuff is happening, and there's so many delayed reactions to things in this from both the apprentices and where I'm like, that's not how anyone would do it. Yeah. That's fine. But at no point, she's so passive. That's the word. She's passive in everything. <laughs> Sorry, I just swear I saw that move. We have a Ned Kelly statue, and apparently it's taken on a life of its own. Do yeah. you want me to put it away? Do you want me to yes, put away Ned Kelly? Yes, please. Anyone not in Australia will have no clue what that means, yeah. but anyway. 
Thank He's you. an ancient relative of mine. <laughs> Thank you. Now you got me thinking of the fucking moving statue. Jesus Christ, that's creepy. It's like Blink. Alright, okay, okay. So, um... The Enchantress is just passive and... She's just standing there and she's overlooking... She doesn't even have facial expressions. Yeah. She just watches them fight Laverna and does nothing. Yeah, okay, but the first thing they do mm. is that they're like, okay, the Flight of Spring, mm. let's do this. And they're all doing this and it's great. And they go through, they go along pretty well, and the Enchantress is overseeing it, and, you know, assuming just in case something goes wrong. I mean, things go wrong and she does nothing, but sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, She's a spectator, basically. Bivalent is all right there next to her. For some reason. Yeah, because they're that important. Mm. However, they are the only animal friends brought along by any of the apprentices. Yeah. So. I'm honestly thankful, because if they all had puffballs... I would not be able to watch this film. They all had puffballs. I would not be alive right now. Mm. No, no, it's an alternate ending where they all have puffballs that are all color-coded and all the apprentices also pass out and the puffballs have to complete the ritual <laughs> guided by the Empress. Does that mean that Laverna... Write the fanfic. Does that mean Laverna would take the form of a puffball? Of Sonny's puffball? That I would have to talk in that... <laughs> stupid fucking voice the whole time just, but sub then, just subtitle the last like third of the film but then also we would see a puffball mouth moving but Laverna's voice coming out of it it was hard enough to hear Laverna's voice coming, coming from Sunny like it oh, was yeah. hot and I, a frog and a frog it was very strange um but let's act we keep we keep derailing. Basically, they start there. They, start they start with the magic and this uh, kind of they they bring up a wave of water up into but the like sky. All yeah, and it's really cool, especially like the red water. It just looks like blood. But they bring it all up, and it becomes this like water kind of concave flower bud yeah. over them, and it's really really big. And then that all joins really cool. and becomes this. At this point, the animation becomes like phenomenal. Oh yeah, I love. The design and the animation in this film, but this is really like the pinnacle of it. Oh, yeah. It reminds me a lot of Twelve Dancing Princesses, the last Which part is of that. Mm, Which we're really getting close to. We're really looking forward to. Yeah, I love that film. Yeah, um, but yeah, so it's actually going pretty well. So yeah, far. you know that Laverna is going to fuck this up somehow because if you'll remember, mm. uh, the Enchantress and the, the Guardians all explained. You know, if this fucks up, we're doomed to 100 years of winter. Yeah, but it's actually a very long uh, process. Mm. So they start after the water, mm. they're doing the dance, which is like the flancing thing where they're up in the sky dancing. It's very, aside from the name, it's really cool. And it's really cool and beautiful when you see them all doing that. Yeah, all together doing like all the patterns and this. And I, I thought it was just amazingly done. But there's this point as they're dancing where Elena and Sunny kind of lean near because they're, you know... Oh, she's like, um... No, Elena's like, oh, you know, I can't believe we're actually doing this. And Sunny's like, yeah, see, you know, you wouldn't let a limping toad get in the way. Yeah, and then Elena's like, I didn't say it was limping. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then... Sunny says something. And then it's very clear that she's Laverna. And Elena's like, you're Laverna. And then Sunny is like, prove it. And then dances away. Yeah, and then basically immediately, Elena is like, well, fuck. If we get to the end of this, and it is... Um, Laverna and not Sunny? 
because she doesn't have a spot because she's not a guardian apprentice, yeah. she won't be a we won't be able to complete this. So uh, Elena dives out and literally leaves. And literally leaves. But the thing yeah. is, what annoys me is they do not stop dancing. Well, they yeah. don't even look at her. None of the other guardians. Not like. This is the thing about the Enchantress that annoyed me. Why did the Enchantress not immediately follow her? Immediately ask what's happening? Why? Because, like, they... Why did no one say or do anything? Like, Lyndon was like, hey, uh, keep dancing. And, and she was like, I'll be right back. And she was I have like, to get the real sunspot. And he's like, cool. And then he just continues. And it's so mind-blowing to me. calling a sunspot. I... Fuck. It's because... All right, sunspot is an X-Men character. Let's just keep moving past See, that. See, I kept accidentally calling her Starfire. So, there we go. <laughs> so she goes off, and then she's like, okay, where the fuck would have let her put her? And then she's like, wait, she can't be in water. She's probably in a water place. Dives down, and is looking in the water, and then she kind of goes under. Which I thought was a kind of cool tie-in to Mermedia. Yeah. Uh, her going under, and then she's kind of in this weird jelly pod. Yeah. And Elena, like, it's like green, and Elena she has like, to drag her out. She, like, reaches in and grabs her. I really liked the scene. I thought it was cool. It looked really pretty. Yeah. And she and like pulls also her out. How she's basically it's like molasses. Fl- yeah, how yeah. she's basically flying underwater. Like yeah. you see her flapping her wings to mm. to get yeah. the momentum and strength to yeah. pull Sunny out. Like in the last film. And yeah. I liked that tie and I thought it was very, very clever. Yeah, even if it was It's like a small men. reference. Yeah. And then obviously she gets uh Sunny out and, and she kinda leans her up against a tree and she's like, We have to go and Sunny's very Kind of confused. Yeah. And she's like, Lavana, you know, you have to. And she's like, don't worry about it. Let's go. Yeah. And then. So she sort of, um, Sunny is like very weak. Like she can barely fly. But like they kind of grab hands and they go. Yeah. And it's like, cool, cool, cool. They're getting back. And they get back and they're all still dancing. And then she brings Sunny into the thing and they like look at each other. Elena's like, e- everyone stop. And everyone's at the point of doing like the thing with the yeah. spark. And they're yeah. like, uh, and it's like, hang on. We can't do this because that's not Sunny. This is the real Sunny. And everyone's like, oh. And the thing is, I was expecting another trope, which is the, like, we don't know, we can't trust who's the, but no, Laverna immediately is like, ha <laughs> Like, she immediately reveals herself. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you could have pretended, but that's fine. You could have been like, um, how can we trust her? She was the one who freed Laverna in the first yeah, place. Yeah, like, I expected that. Yeah. And then, no. Laverna immediately, like, changes and blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, they... she holds her hand to, like, she has her magic. And she holds it to the kind of bud in the middle. And she's like, Enchantress, get in this magic, like, pod, pod that will take away your power. Or I will shoot this and kill it. And then the Enchantress goes, okay. And she gets in, in her very serene, no emotions way. Yeah. And I'm like, why are you like this? You just keep not doing anything, but whatever. And she gets in there, she just stands there, and immediately Lamenta's like, ha ha ha, fuck that. I'm going to destroy this anyway. And starts blasting it. And, and then, then Elena jumps in front. She does the stupidest fucking thing. And jumps in front of the magic beam and then starts being, I don't know, she killed. withering and dying. Yeah, and then... And everyone's like, oh. Watching for a moment. Everyone's like, hmm. And then Laverna <laughs> is like, I'll pick you off one by one. But there's like this gap of time between like, why is everyone not doing anything? And <laughs> yeah. then I'll pick you And then they go, oh, you won't have the chance. And they all blast. No, 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 no. This is my favorite thing Mm-mm. because... Elena, she sort of looked pitifully up at all of these other people just watching standing. They're just standing there. And she's like, I need you. And I'm like, you could have just said help. 
Oh, you could have said nothing. It's pretty obvious you need that fucking help. <laughs> you could have just reached out mm. and she's like, ah, oh, you know, you, you think your friends can help you now? I'll pick, the, I'll pick the rest of them up one by one. And then Sunny comes in and she's like, bitch, do you think we're going to be coming at you one by one? And they all um, use their spark and hit Elena with like a rainbow. And then Elena's... Like that, that Pink Floyd... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Dark Side of the Moon, yeah. Yeah. And then Elena has like a weird transformation, and it reminded me she gets in the, she gets new wings is what happens. Is what happens, yeah. Which you know what the wings she had before were yeah, better. They, they were, were way better. better. They were way better. Um, These are prismatic they were, wings. Yeah, they okay. they just were pretty tacky. That's what I thought, and um, so was her dress. Also, one Everything she like, Why did all of you shoot Elena and not? I think that it was like them lending her the power. Or is how I just saw like, it. Because what, because <laughs> what happens then is Elena kind of takes all their power and shoots like this rainbow, and it's a very like Harry and Voldemort in the last movie how they got the two trope. I think they use that trope in like everything. Yeah, where like two people like shooting the same thing at each other and they're like fighting for dominance, like a an arm wrestling match. Yeah, like an arm wrestling match with magic. I'm sure there's a better analogy, but you know what? I don't give a shit. And, you know, it's tropey and it's tacky. And then very abruptly, Elena just kind of wins. Yeah. It happens really suddenly. And then Laverna disintegrates. Laverna gets fucking She dies. She actually, I mean, she disintegrates. She turns into dust. Into rainbow dust. And I'm like, but that's death, though. (laughs) Like, you know that just because you... Like, disintegration is a form of dying. They killed her. Because last time... No, in the The first first one, one. I was saying how, oh, they never let Bobby, like, be the one to really do it. Oh, she really did it. She fucking killed her. Straight up. And then the Enchantress is one just chill about it. I'm like, that's your sister. I mean, she was evil, but she's still your sister. And she's still, like, her weird cage goes away. And she's like, thank you. And then they just perform the ritual. Yeah. And it's all good, I guess. Yeah. And no, somehow... but no, 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 no. But while they're not looking, no, no, while no, Bibble's no, watching. No, 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 no. Hang on. Uh, I think we should all address that Laverna's last words were, "I really hate rainbows." Oh yeah. Oh fucking homophobe. Anyway, mm. that was so good. This whole thing has just been like an allegory for. Mm. The gays. Laverna's like the Westboro Baptist Church. Yeah. That's exactly what they were going for in the writer's room. Yeah, they were. But basically, while they're doing their final dance and they're properly doing it. And somehow they can bring this flower. Well, it hadn't fully died. It was dying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're like, no, we can bring it back if we try hard enough. But while... I'm like, that's not how... And it's, you know, it's just the same thing as before. It's a really, really cool animation, but there's not really much else to say about it. It's really cool. Watch it. Yeah. And then there's this... They finish, and there's this huge rainbow. But Bibble is, like, watching them do that. This, like, hand, like, grabs this little bag with his tooth in it and, like, replace... And and then you see, like, a shadow go away. And, like, it's a fucking tooth fairy. (laughs) I'm like, wow. And then Bibble has a cupcake... Now another one, and then he he's about to eat it, and then he splits it and gives half he, to Dizzle, and then Dizzle loses her tooth. I'm not even... Ugh, I hate that it continues. Yeah. They shouldn't have teeth. No, they shouldn't. What would they have instead of teeth? All liquid soup diet. Yeah. 
Maybe they, they could be like whales where they have like krill. No, 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 no. The, they're like whales mouths that aren't really yeah. mouths. They've got that little filter. Yeah, they have and brush. as they fly through the air, they just <laughs> they just, just suck in all the bugs. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been if they did that. But the thing about it is, we get another fucking close up. Of a fucking puffball mouth this time. Dizzle is basically the same, and it's just as horrific as the oh, first I time. I thought you were trying to say that if we got a close-up of a puffball mouth, we'd just see, like, this horrific-looking, like, filter. And I'm oh, like, God. first of all, why would we get a close-up of that? <laughs> no, but it, we literally, in the movie, get another close-up of, like, Dizzle's it's... mouth. And I'm like, it's... Why? Why? We get it. You don't need to show it. I'm pretty sure it's, like, the exact oh, same Oh, yeah, they flip and recolored the exact and same model. Yeah. It's not even flipped, man. Mm. It's not even flipped. But like, yeah, everything's good and everything's and safe. And then it's like, then the guardians come back. Yeah, and they're all good and they're, and they're all like, alive. And they're like, okay, well, um, you guys can all go home now. And then it's like this kind of like farewell. This I kind guess. of farewell. It's like the thing about it is, I'll never see you again. Yeah, like, you know, she says bye to Lyndon, and it's this kind of like, Glee. will they, weren't they, but it's they, weren't they, and that's good. And they, she says bye to Glee, and then she says bye to Sunburst, and Sunburst like, how did you know? And she's like, you were being nice to me. Oh yeah, no, she comes up and she's like, hey, Elena? And like, And you're like, okay, she's gonna like apologize, and mm. you know, she's gonna say, like, sorry, I was such a bitch, and stuff like that. And then she seems to like hesitate, and she's like, how did you know that that was Laverna and not me? And Elena's like, oh, it was easy. She was nice to me. And they, like, laugh a bit. And then Sunny just walks away. Like, she doesn't apologize. The thing about it, though... No one apologizes. Yeah, the thing about it, though, is, like, why would Sunburst like Elena? Okay, she saved her, fine, but... Like, I see them as people who are, like, fine, okay, where I respect you now, but I'm not going to be your friend. And I kind of like that they weren't BFFs in the end. Because yeah. I think that would have felt fake. Yeah. And she has enough, like, friends that she's made there now. Yeah. And the others are basically neutral on her. So I think I, I kind of appreciated that Sunny didn't be like, you know what? You're not so bad. It's like, no. Sunny just went, how the fuck did you know that? Yeah. And gets her, her answer and then leaves. I'm like, cool. That's basically how your character is. Yeah. And Elaine is a little bit snarky it. about it. And I'm like, appreciate it. I like that. And then and she then, flies away. And then she flies away, but not before we get the best line, which <laughs> is when we're going through like all the um going through all of them like saying goodbye and stuff, and you've got like, you know, Glee and Lyndon, you just stole my pizza. Um It's the crust and you didn't want it. We are doing we are in the middle of a podcast and I can't eat constantly, but that's fine. You could try. It's not my fault you're weak. Okay. <laughs> you continue. Let me eat. Um, I'm hungry. Yeah, so you've got Lyndon and Glee saying like, oh, you know, goodbye. And then you've got all these separate goodbyes Yeah. that really show off, like, characters and stuff. Mm. So it's like you've got Chima saying like, oh, you know, if you never, if you ever, like, want to get some cool braids, like, hit me up. Like, which also implies that... She's a hair fairy. Do you know what? what? Do you know, like, in the second Spy Kids movie, the girl with the helicopter hair, and no. she flies, but her hair's, like, spinning around in pigtails? It's very good. I wish I didn't know that, but... Have you not seen the no. Spy Kids films? Fuck, dude. Fuck, they're good. Okay. Oh, and then you've got Lumina. 
saying yeah. like you know I see great things in your future and it's, and like, it's like the first great. positive thing she said yeah. and it's really cool yeah and then you've got Fabian and he's like cheering up he's like goodbye I know you look forward to seeing me again yeah and, like, and I'm like that's so perfect I'm like never change Fabian never oh change. I know I love it he's shirtless the whole time he's he's he, character yeah but like i'm like oh i love the characterization the really strong characterization in every line like that's the the pinnacle of like you know they could have just said bye elena but they didn't they said these really specialized things that were their own way of saying goodbye and it just these tiny moments are what make or break having a really strong character and elena doesn't have any she's just a really generic barbie this was really the twilight of yeah the twilight of Barbie films, but in the way in a way you wouldn't expect. <laughs> At least there wasn't any forced uh, love triangles or anything. She's just friends with all the dudes she met, which I really liked hey, across all three films. Send us fan fiction with an unnecessary love triangle and make it as, as weird a pairing as possible. I think I think that's it for the the film. Do you want to rate? Mm, no, but we have to. Okay, so first is music. music. Yeah. I mean, once again, it's the same music as the last couple films, and it's not particularly anything to me. I mean, it's nice. It's nice instrumental score. Yeah. But it's not like you know. It's just it's just a pretty generic score. There are some moments when I did say, "Oh, you know, I I like this," but it's not. um, It didn't stand out to me at all. Yeah, it's not something that super um, impacted me. So. I'm gonna give it a five, just in the middle. I'm giving it a three. Like I barely noticed there was music, so Yeah, so it's five for me, three for you. And then this the skill which I'm gonna say is like the ritual. Would you count that? No, I'm going to say this really isn't a skill so much as it is the accumulated skills and diversity of skills in each of the fairies. I think we need to take that into consideration. That's the, yeah, honestly, skill isn't just about Barbie when it's such a a, a collective cast, yeah. and she really isn't the the center focus all yeah. the time. I think though they had cool personalities, but I think there was no. But there was no skill, but there was. But what, say yes, let's consider it through the the um, lens of skill. The lens of skill in terms of what they do in the ritual, which I think is the most the thing they learned throughout it, right? Mm-hmm. But there's no, and they have montages, but there's no isolated of like, oh, Elena's struggling with the, say, magic part, whilst um, Lyndon is really, really finding the flancing difficult. And like, they don't have these like, to and fro, it's like, oh yeah, they just have this kind of flat line of like, this is the skill level. In a one montage, they know how to do it. And I just, I don't know, I just think it's like a three. Elena has nothing special that she does, really. Yeah, She's just special, you know? I'm gonna give it a four. Cool beans. Um, next one? Animation. Mm. I liked the animation. Yeah, I'm gonna give that I think it six. was the strongest part of this film. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna give it 6.5. Because I, I think it was their strongest attribute. And I think, like, again, it's 2007. And that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yes. Compared to the last two, they really stepped it yeah. up, and they, I mean, Mimedia was very, very good, but I don't think it was as clear, Yeah. Uh, and it didn't have yeah. so many um, locations, one, and yeah. In this one, they really, 
they really kind of they knew what they wanted mm. in terms of very specific things like dancing and magic yeah. and flying even if the yellow guy in his hands did clip entirely through her crotch at one point and, and there are points of like oversaturation of color but i don't think that's an accident they did that because they're making a kids movie i just yeah. personally find it a bit tasteless but that's more like aesthetic rather than animation quality yeah and then we got narrative this narrative is all over the place i I'm thought giving it a hard one. i'm giving it honestly i'm giving it like a two because i understand what they were going for but like literally in my brain as i watched it i rearranged scenes like mm. you could honestly in many ways recut this film and just have it make more yeah, sense yeah. and when a film is like that it's like okay so you tried but you totally failed but yeah. you tried yeah so it's a two for me and then we have barbie do you know what really annoys me yeah is that we had three movies for her to have any kind of fucking development and she doesn't she doesn't develop over three movies whilst there are characters that like barbie characters who develop over one more than she has a fucking trilogy she doesn't change. She doesn't grow. Yeah. She doesn't discover anything. Everything she does wrong is like just kind of. She doesn't get punished for it, and she doesn't have to yeah. overcome it. It's just like okay. I'm giving her a zero on that. On I, I'm giving her a one. I'm giving her a zero just because I don't remember what I rated her the last two, and she hasn't had any development at all, so mm. it doesn't really count. Yeah, she just. Thing. She's so flat, and I really yeah. thought, oh, you know. It could get better, you know, we've got two more. We've got another move, we've got another No, it doesn't. She's literally flat the whole time for through three films, which I think is just if depressing. I, if anyone listening to this might is probably way too old for this, but um if you want something that has to do with fairies that is good and has good but simple storylines, maybe for yourself or for your kids, you can read uh, the Rainbow Fairies by Daisy Yeah, Mavis. yeah. I loved them as a kid. Yeah. They were really, really good. And then we have our last one, which is overall enjoyability. I liked this more than the first movie. It's my... Alright, if I have to rate all the three, the first one's the lowest, and then it's this one, and then Mamedi is the best one. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's, like, anywhere up there. I'm literally giving enjoyability, like, a three. Yes, and I'm giving it a three as well. Yeah. So, we're going to tally it so mine is 20.5. What about you? I got a 17. So in the end, that means we get a 37.5 overall, which is, I think, slightly lower than... Like, I really don't remember, but... I think, it, I think we gave Mermaidia like a 38. Yeah, something. it's very close. They're, I think, pretty close in quality. Um, I just enjoyed Mermaidia more, maybe because it's mermaids. I thought the underwater interiors were very good, and I think the characters... Had more of a connection. Yeah, and you did have more of a... Again, in Mermaidia, there was a whole... Oh, there are different kinds of mermaids and different kinds of fairies and stuff like that. And they did have, like, even by a fraction, like, distinctiveness. Mm. Like, they had the... the they had mer fairies. They had, like... And the mer fairy and the sea butterfly. Yeah. But the mer fairies, it was this whole thing of, like, oh, if they invite you in for tea, you can ask them one question, but mm. they only... Their homes are above ground. So mermaids can't go up there. You have to be able to, like, change between, and it's very hard to be invited. I don't know. You know what? It doesn't matter. We're doing this. No. I have one more question. I want you to pick your favorite of the, like, apprentices. Just to lead off, like, who who was your favorite apprentice? Absolutely. Really? I love Sunny. I like her as well. I'm going to say Lumina is my favorite, although she's She's not not at the forefront, 
She still just really you have interesting. That chest. I know her. I know her. And there was a point where I was like, hmm, maybe I should tell him to move that chair because he's just going to keep knocking it and it's going to be weird for sound. But then I was like, nah, he'll learn eventually that it's there. You have not. You have not learned that it's there this entire time. Do you know what I'll learn when I'm editing this and I'm like, why is there this banging sound? But no, Lumina, I think, is just so interesting. But yeah. I wish I knew more about the Moon Fairies and yeah. her, like. Precognition, like why are they, why are they and if she literally has precognition, or if she's really bad at it and is just saying stuff. Like there was this point in the movie where I was like, "Is she really psychic? Is she not?" Lumina was pretty cool, honestly. I don't really count Lyndon and Glee because they just had no personality. It's like they can't make interesting characters unless they're semi antagonists. Yeah, it's like you, like you can be nice and interesting and quirky. Like but, yeah. you've done it before in other movies. Yeah, out of the four other apprentices that count, excluding Lyndon and Glee, Sunny and Lumina were like the only two that I could stand. Actually, actually, no, no Fabian was very amazing, but he, I wouldn't want to meet him. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> what I mean. I could deal with either of those two. Yeah, probably not Fabian. Are you mean? Probably not Shimmer. Yeah. Actually, I probably couldn't deal with meeting Elena either. Lyndon and Glee, maybe. Lyndon's eyes freaked me out. I just couldn't look at him. Okay, not Lyndon, maybe Glee. Mm. Like, you know, there was nothing wrong with her. Yeah, she was pretty average. Uh, she was just nice. That was her main character trait. But that was also Elena's main character trait and Lyndon's main character trait. So we're going to head off because hey. we've been going for a while. And hey, I don't want to die. My soul is left. You always end these on such <laughs> negative notes. Oh my god. Okay, we're going. Listen, this whole thing is to review Barbie films. And as much as I love them, it means I have to rewatch them. And it <laughs> means I have to rewatch all of them. Okay. So excuse me if I kind of feel like throwing myself into the sun. <laughs> okay, goodbye.